0: welcome to the drive time news blast 30 minutes 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth liberty and justice this is monica perez
1: and i'm brad binkley
0: our top story john mcafee is reported and literally within minutes of it coming across the headlines it was confirmed by the department of justice i don't even know how they could have confirmed it that quickly that john McAfee from reports, hanged himself in his jail cell in Spain. The reason being implied is that he was okayed for extradition to the U.S. And I have a few things to say about this. Well, let's hear them. All right. So within seconds of hearing this news, I composed a tweet that I did not send out for a few hours because I thought it was just too insensitive to get all tweety about something, especially since he has such a lovely wife and I wouldn't want, uh, you know, to be the first to be like, Oh, this is interesting. So, uh, I, the tweet I did compose was this. Would love to think this is not true, especially because he has such a lovely wife, by all accounts. Sympathy to her. But since it does appear to be an authentic story, I will go ahead and state the obvious. Hashtag McAfee didn't kill himself. You know, And please note, this is also in a jail cell by hanging. And the what to watch out for is the conspiracy theory is the cover up. So I knew that there would be immediately a conspiracy theory or a hundred conspiracy theories flowing out of this so that anything that did or didn't happen just gets out pushed out into the wash like anything that gets that kind of treatment. If you like the Princess Diana thing I was talking about yesterday, you know, and then and the Nasser thing of sexual harassment, like they were investigating a hundred conspiracy theories around Princess Di's death. So There's only one that bears scrutiny, and that is, did the royal family have her killed for obvious reasons? And in this case, like did. Well, as a Carson emailed me, Alyssa emailed me saying in all caps, you killed John McAfee. And he said that I killed him because I put it out there in the universe that he would be the one to debunk and cure the cyber stuff, the cyber attack stuff, that he would have been able to stop that and that he can call BS on the fact that the government is saying that they can't. He would easily be able to deal with that. So I don't I don't uh, after the DOJ said this and then when I saw it today, what the conspiracy theory that is Coming down is I question whether I mean, I hate to say this kind of thing. I I just I don't know what happens to him. I don't know where he is, if he's alive or dead. I just don't know. And this is why. So the new the article was that he has. Uh, picked he it, it, the article was that he pulled a dead man's switch that he had a dead man's switch. so when he died, a switch was flipped, and all this concealed data will start flowing out and I'm going to say it's going to be a lot like Snowden in two ways. One is when Snowden checked out, he escaped from the Nsa he he turned rogue and became a whistleblower. He had like four thumb drives and a laptop, something like that. He's been pushing out, like literally I think it's up to millions of documents by now. Stuff that is just dribbling out. And it's highly unlikely that that story is true, that in that finite amount of space, he had what appears to be an infinite stream of information. And I think you'll see the same thing if this McAfee conspiracy theory has legs, it'll be because he has stuff coming out even though he's dead. The other thing will probably be similar, which is Edward Snowden should have had access to stuff that was 10 years in advance of things that we even suspect, yet everything he came out with, especially in the beginning, was already known. I used to document it. I used to go through all of his stuff and find tweets that I made, but mostly it was Russia Today articles. And I feel like with this McAfee stuff, he's not going to be revealing stuff that isn't within the realm of comprehension for us. And it's not going to do any real damage. So I, I this is a very, a psyop that's already underway. I really don't know what happened to him. I hate the idea that he died. And I do understand from all accounts how lovely his wife is. So I am deeply sympathetic to her situation. But this is a fishy story already.
1: Yeah, I wonder how the government would handle a dead man switch if a true dead man switch was released. That's something I'm, I'm going to actually research to see if I can find any more information about. Because that is where you can. That I think. And trying to discover how they handle if that were to happen is where you will find some of the answers as to whether one is legitimate or not. Because if information cannot be contained, and this is something they talk about in the propaganda material, if information is going to get out, it's going to flood out, and you cannot contain it. Then there's a couple things you do. You start, you get ahead of it. You quote pre-bunk it, or you flood people with information surrounding it so that it buries it and minimizes it beneath the you know the flood of information. I'm going to look into right. that a little more. I'm I'm well, curious.
0: Uh, one of the things that it appears that they are doing is taking down all his social media and stuff. So if he had it so that it would self-publish, I think they can absolutely stop that. I don't believe for one second that if there is information coming from him what is reported post-mortem, that that's anything but a psyop. Like, I just I don't think that it's a real thing that they can't get ahead of and that they'd have to mitigate. That's actually the smoking gun for why this is a fishy story, in my opinion. But we shall see.
1: It is very fishy, especially how similar it was to Epstein. And, you know, the tweet he sent out in October of last year and the
0: tattoo that he got that said whacked.
1: Yeah, it's all very, very (laughs) suspicious. There are instances where they use assassination as a form of intimidation just to silence people or just to, kind of like you talk about with the, the film, the JFK film that they might show to the presidents to come in. <laughs> yes. But by putting it out there, this will likely make people, regardless of what happened, it will likely make some people stay a little more quiet. Speaking of staying quiet, the first verdict has been handed down when it comes to a January 6th, quote, rioter. First sentence handed down for the January 6th riot. And it was a very intimidating, very, very dangerous grandmother from Indiana.
0: <laughs>
1: who, she participated. Was she one of those like
0: super hot young grandmas? Or well, was she, she was like...
1: 49. So wow, she was a young Wow, that's pretty young, Yeah. Yeah. She received three years of probation for her participation in the, quote, riot. And she's the first person sentenced. And she'll be doing 40 hours of community service as well. She didn't participate in any of the violence. And the prosecutors said this. So everybody in the court agreed that this woman did not participate in any of the violence. And she actually, they found her. Here's how they found her. They found her. She was called to the attention of authorities back in January when she applied for a gun permit a few weeks after the riot. And an employee at the local sheriff's office recognized her while processing the gun application. So she applies for a gun. Somebody at the sheriff's office recognizes her. And a client at her hair salon told the FBI investigators that she regularly spoke supportively of QAnon and other conspiracy theories. So, I used to see these billboards saying, call the FBI tip line if you have any January 6 tips. And so, I, I'm presuming that this person that worked with her must have called the FBI and said she talks about QAnon all the time. So, they then went to her social media and they found a picture that her friend had posted of the titled, Inside the Capitol Building. And this woman had commented on it, best day ever, I'll never forget, we got into the Capitol Building. And this piece of information was used in court to prosecute her. Her saying this on Facebook isn't that crazy?
0: That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. A- and I have a uh, a, a follow on to that to where so. The Q thing is pervading kind of several of these stories in that the John McAfee supposedly has some relationship with Q and Q is the one who came out with the dead man switch theory. But one of the stories I actually brought for today was I feel like I've seen this story before, this article before or something like it, but it popped up uh, like uh, it was a top headline for me. And it was that wellness circles are going QAnon conspiranoid. And that the yoga mom and the wellness people of that demographic, of this kind of 50-year-old, yep. uh, whatever, she's a beautician, but this yeah. is the, the yogi. And it said that uh it says the health, wellness, and spirituality world has always been primed for this worldview. It was largely filled with well-meaning people sp- seeking spiritual or physical comfort. But the one and a half trillion dollar industry can also be a hotbed for conspiracies, magical thinking, dietary supplements with dubious scientific claims and distrust of institutional health care, including vaccines. What does that remind you of?
1: That reminds me of what we heard the FBI say the other day about not the FBI, the Council on Foreign CFR. Relations, yeah, about natural health and independent living being a open door to conspiracies and racism.
0: Right. So it was so the homesteaders were white supremacists ten layers down. And now we're seeing that the wellness circles are conspiranoid. And they even bring in this chick, Julian Walker, 50, who Does a conspirituality podcast. That's what Sam Tripoli calls his angle. And that made me realize like what a threat this is. So if you'll recall, I've mentioned this a couple of times, both Alison McDowell and Greg Carlwood separately. Said, I heard them say that they were both surprised that the natural health people and the religious people were the first ones to be skeptical about the COVID narrative. And you'll, if you think about it, conspiritualism is the nexus of natural health, uh, spirituality, religion, and, you know, skepticism. So that th- this is the heart and soul of the kind of alt media podcasting thing that we're seeing just absolutely flourish around us. And it is about I- I've been long waiting for them to start taking aim at this. And it does go hand in hand with some of the things that we've read in their COVID disinformation monitoring, which included this idea that there are. Kind of subscription only silos where people are in their safe space to have these conversations and that they will be monitored going forward.
1: Yeah. One of those Rockfin videos we did—they actually mentioned the yoga people being the conspiracy theorists. Oh, they did. did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Brought them brought them up as an open a gateway to this path of of conspiranoid world. It absolutely
0: seemed uh, as of a piece with the homesteading thing, and the fact that it hit my newsfeed within days of them having that meeting. Right, that meeting was recent.
1: Yeah. I have one more thing to tell you about this first person who received their sentence. It, it goes right in line with something that you talk about a lot. Prior to the sentencing, the prosecutors found that this grandma, who was the first person sentenced in the January 6th quote, riot, they said that the sentence is appropriate despite what they called her ill-considered and misguided commentary. And then they went on to say the reason it's an OK sentence is because there was no evidence that she preplanned or incited anybody. And because she worked with investigators, admitted her actions and expressed remorse. She issued an apology, public apology, saying she went there to show support for Trump and she's ashamed that it became a savage display of violence that day. This is this behavioral modeling, this plea deal type stuff that we're seeing. This is what you do if you do this. If you become a spokesperson for the message we want, we will go easy on you. And here's the problem
0: is that they don't have uh, like it seems to me that those those videos that they're coming out that appear to prove that this was a violent insurrection. I think they may be attributing that to some of these investigations and their subpoenas and all the stuff that they're unearthing. They're taking over people's phones and whatever. But it seems to me that like in a real court of law, they would, from what we observed closer to the date, they would not really be able to convict these people. And it's a really important part of their evidence to just get people to say stuff.
1: That's really funny. There's a headline today in the a j c that says the slowness of the prosecution is due to an overabundance of evidence.
0: Oh, that is just <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, so uh yeah, so I find that the whole that the these people making their plea bargains and stuff are um, contributing to the narrative in a way that would would not otherwise stick. Because if you had like 500 confessions, that's anyway. That's why I was sad about Lori Loughlin having to bend the knee. But she, if you carefully read her quote confession, it doesn't say she did anything wrong. Nothing. So uh, there was a. Uh, so that's like kind of a, a very negative story about free speech. There was a positive story about free speech. Unfortunately, it revolved around a 14 year old using vulgarity. <laughs> I mean, they will, they will, they will protect your right to. Have sex or curse under, any, you know, use vulgarity publicly. Anything debasing, they will absolutely support. But the Supreme Court had an eight to one, uh, an eight to one decision in favor of this girl, this high school cheerleader, Brandy Levy, who in a Snapchat post, she was not. She was mad because she did not get promoted from JV to varsity. So she said, F the school, F this, but she's the whole word, F this, F that. And it got to the attention of the coach and the school penalized her. Friend, it's Snapchat. So it disappears within 24 hours anyway. And it's just to her people. And the Supreme Court said that she could not be punished for using that vulgarity in. Uh, in her social media, it says the court has long held that even on campus, students retain First Amendment rights to speak on cur- controversial matter matters. So long as they don't cause a substantial disruption beyond sc- and th- then beyond school grounds, administrators power to punish students diminishes even further. Stephen Breyer wrote for the court and it says the school's interest in teaching good matters is not sufficient. To overcome the students interest in free expression. So all of the justices joined him, except for Justice Thomas, who said that that is a reasonable way to enforce good behavior and uh, it would, should be OK.
1: I want to know how they got her Snapchat message. Those things disappear.
0: Yeah, I think you can screenshot it, but you will be, the sender will be notified that you did screenshot shoot it. Yeah, I mean, you could take a picture of it with another phone. Yeah. I think. And then, but anyway, so it's she, so I was wondering what the implications would be of, say, a college looking at your application and then trying to use certain of your social media. Like, how I don't know if that's gone to the Supreme Court yet, or if this would inform that, but this seems like a good, because that's kind of what you want. You do not want. Colleges and stuff to be able to access that information. I don't think because kids are stupid. And in their mind that it like they are too stupid to realize they don't have a protect, an expectation of privacy. Plus they're minors. So I don't think they should be held to the normal standards of accountability for that kind of nuance. And then they would really gravely suffer for that.
1: They're having people lose their jobs. People are having to they're getting kicked off baseball teams and stuff and having to go to trainings because of stuff they posted on Twitter 10 years ago. It wouldn't surprise me if there's been some application problems at some of those Ivy League schools already. I don't know for certain, but I'd, I'd be well. One of the bets some people,
0: been. some Harvard kids got unaccepted because of like racial slurs they use on social media. That was just totally stupid. And once they were accepted, they were representatives I don't know, though. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I don't know how I would look at that. But, uh, I mean, you could have a kind of freer market. It doesn't have to be one policy. You could apply it. Some schools could say, hey, we won't look at your social media. We don't do that. And then they could get a higher caliber student than they otherwise would. Although it could be the ashtray effect where they just suck in all the jerks.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't (laughs) know.
0: But, hey, man, jerks succeed.
1: So, I've only ridden Uber, and jerks do succeed sometimes. On Uber, when I've ridden it, only a couple times, I generally, depending on the mood, I might talk to the person, but sometimes you just, you want to be in your own head, right? Well... There's some incentive now in Miami for the Uber and Lyft drivers to perhaps chat you up to direct you to do something that is going to benefit them because they might get paid if you engage in a new device that is going to be inside the Lyft. And this is a face-tracking ad tablet that has been put in the back of hundreds of Ubers and Lyfts in the Miami area. And here's what this face-tracking ad tablet, you know how it works. It's called Alfie, and it's a self-described... AI enterprise company, and they're, they've they given 10,000 digital tablets equipped with cameras that will display ads, catalog information about riders, and track riders' information to the content that is put out there. And the program works like this. The rideshare drivers are, are going to get free use of these computer tablets, and these tablets use what's called computer vision, which is facial recognition AI algorithm that tracks small facial cues. So it's tracking small facial cues wow. and it's taught to recognize the demographic of the rider, and it will serve them personalized content and advertisements. And if the passengers engage with the content Whoa. or ads, as I
0: said,
1: yeah, <laughs> right. that's like
0: racial profiling. Totally. It's totally racial and profiling. And stereotyping. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally offended because you know what freaking ads I would get to see? Not something I would like. I mean, people have always misjudged me based on my demographic.
1: Yeah, right. And the computer vision, it said, like you said, it's going to tailor the ads by age, gender, uh, uh, geography, demographics, and brand behavior and interest. And it will inform the advertisers that someone viewed their ad, the number of views, and each viewer's reaction to that ad. And the CEO boastfully describes it like this. Imagine with me. That you're a 25-year-old female wearing Gucci sunglasses and you're walking through an airport and the content of every kiosk or every digital screen you see is specifically curated for you.
0: Yeah, I don't have to imagine it because I saw it in Minority Report.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I don't <laughs> have it. Go. Mr. Yamaguchi, here's your gap size. You know, Let's come to the, the back like- of your Uber now. <laughs> Jeez, that's fucked up johnny cap
1: i don't want to get in, a, in an uber that, that going to be tracking me and, and the driver's going to be trying to push the thing that's tracking me on me it's, it's crazy. yeah
0: total total recall m- meets minority
1: report that is chilling it is chilling and it's almost as chilling as this other new app called the premise app which is one of those crowdsourcing apps that Gets, it gives a ta- gig task to people around the world. And the task might be something like snapping photos, filling out surveys, just basic data collection or observational reporting, counting ATMs, stuff like that. Except one of the contractors on this app is the military. And some of the tasks are recon, surveillance tasks, that they're having people who are using the app do, except the people using the app have no idea who the person or the group requesting the information from them is. This is worldwide recon through a, a phone app.
0: Wow. Isn't
1: that nuts? That is
0: nuts. Um, I mean, you could have serious like, moral and ethical issues with this.
1: Totally, and right? here's what. I
0: mean. Am I missing something?
1: Listen to what this company told the the British government. They were they're they're promoting their capabilities to governments. They told them, in this document, it said that they can capture more than 100 types of metadata from their contributors' phones and provide them the government to paying customers, including the phone's location, type, battery level, and what apps are installed.
0: I, I don't understand how they're going to get away with that. That's I mean, do people really don't mind this?
1: I guess if they offer them six bucks an hour to go snap some photos of strangers, then the gig economy, how to exploit it is what this is.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that they even ultimately, I thought the gig economy was just a gateway to automating absolutely everything. Like the Uber thing is just a way to be like, well, it only works when it's rock bottom prices, and then they'll just introduce this into all the cameras that are out there already.
1: Yeah. It's like they've taken this idea of when people film a police shooting or they everybody pulls out their phone immediately and starts filming something, except they've made it more focused and more directed. Okay. We're going to have the entire world, as many people as possible, connected to this app. And instead of them just guessing and filming everything, we're going to tell them what to film, tell them what data let, to collect. Let
0: me ask you this. Do they then have exclusive rights to it? Is it a way to just make sure that you can't be a citizen journalist?
1: That's a good question. You know, like the I way you know do research. Answer. If you're yeah.
0: at Big Pharma, like Carrie Mullis, I think he couldn't exploit the profits from PCR, his PCR invention, because he was working at a place that was relevant to that. Yeah. And then they own it all and you can't do anything even in your own time.
1: Wow, that's a great point. I hadn't thought of that. That's a great point.
0: It is possible. So before we get to our last story of the 330, which is a totally new direction for vaccine propaganda. We are going to build on yesterday's show. And I also have, so I have new information and I also have a very important clarification from a highly qualified listener to yesterday's show. So you're going to want to listen to that. You're also going to want to listen to the patron 15. Here's a preview of what you'll get there. We're going to talk about the nexus of a geoengineering Actual engineering and bipartisan infrastructure plans. Lord, please save us from bipartisanship. I'm telling you, it's our worst nightmare. We're going to talk about that in the Patreon 15. But before we get to any of that, I would like to give a big shout out to The sponsor of today's show, who is one of our favorite patrons, one of everyone's favorite patrons, it is LibertyGear.net. And I have had LibertyGear.net make some really, really fun, personalized gear that's just specific. My son, my special son, he's like, it's funny. He really thinks he's the center of the universe, like he wants a YouTube channel and he wants his own merch. He asked for his birthday. Could he have his own Wikipedia entry? <laughs> and uh, so I like to make things for him that he thinks is like, you know, merch for him. So dot helps me with that. We did the, the werewolf one, or he's a werewolf hunter. I have something else in mind using his, making a play on his initials, which I'm about to submit. I've also asked Liberty Gear to make me a, uh, a black face mask with the, colors, the red, yellow and green colors like straight out of a Bob Marley thing. That's a stop vax apartheid so that all the people who have to wear masks because they're not vaccinated get to send their message. I think that's like a great idea. He's working on that. But he has a lot of obviously his own ideas, really fun stuff. He's got a great sense of humor, really executes well. So you, if you want something custom, you can email him through his site, libertygear.net. But you can also peruse all his funny Fun posters, t shirts, masks, everything like that. And if you want to know who LibertyGear.net is and get a firsthand experience with his really hilarious, no holds barred humor, come to the next DPP. So he's a highlight of the DPP, in my opinion. So if you love this show and you want to support this show, we love it when you support sponsors such as LibertyGear.net. You can go to our website, thepropreport.com and go to shop and you will find a place to link for some of our merch, but also all of our sponsors, we put them in one spot. So if you ever listen to the show, you can't remember where to find the sponsors, go there. And if you, so that's one way to support us and support our sponsors, but also we do a lot of stuff, Patreon, Rockfin. We actually push out so much content, even free content, that people oftentimes cannot keep up. But you still want to support the show. I know people do. What The free stuff is actually the most important. We probably have 10 times the reach on the free stuff as we do on the subscriber stuff. And that's good. That's what you want. Because what you want to do is share the show on Tuesdays. You want that to be a robust a uh, repository for headlines and peeling back the propaganda for people who don't know about it, aren't subscribing to it, aren't going to hear the extra content. If you want to support the free content, which is most of what we do and most of why we're here, go to thepropreport.com, go up to the donate button, uh, send us some a donation to kind of you know sponsor free listeners uh, or you can go through there and find merch and whatever or another great, great way, equally valuable in my opinion, is to go to whatever podcasting platform that you're familiar with, use and leave us a five-star review, some kind words. Um, an even better way to do it is to give us a shout out on a another podcast, a big podcast with a lot. Lot of reach so that like-minded people can find this unique uh, resource we have a different format from every other podcast so it's not going to hurt those guys it's synergy so there's lots of ways you can help us and we always appreciate it so check out the without further ado that was a lot of ado if you <laughs> if you actually join patreon you'll never be exposed to that ado again although some people like it like to know the sponsors who love us and offer us fun stuff but Without further ado, and that was also again further ado, the last big story of the free 30 is yesterday I told you about how in the Wall Street Journal there was an op-ed piece that I read you the title of and I read you a paragraph out of it saying, oh, out of nowhere, people who have survived COVID don't need the vaccine, right? That was just an op-ed. It wasn't a headline. And I said, okay, this is significant. And I had predicted, and I, I know this is annoying to be like, oh, I told you, but do you not recall, please give me s- some attestation, that please attest to the fact that I had said like in the summer, I feel like once they're having this maniacal push to get everybody vaccinated with the mRNA vaccine, and then it'll just drop off completely in the summer. They'll get everybody who's going to do it, but people who are hesitant aren't going to do it and then everyone's going to know someone who is injured or whatnot, and it's just going to fall off a cliff. So, they're going to change their strategy in the summer. Do you remember me yes. su- suggesting yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I've had people live that, like, I'm just waiting, I'm just pushing it off, I'm kicking the can. I'm like, kick the can. Yeah. Kick the can. So, maybe it'll go away maybe if you had covid you won't be required now there i actually heard since since that wall street journal article yesterday somebody who Works with like a security guy or HR, something like that. Like they get inside information. Said, "Oh, it looks like the the science is in. People have had COVID or fully could should be considered fully immunized." This was yesterday, right after I saw that journal article. So that was one thing that happened yesterday. And then today I saw an Atlantic, an article in the Atlantic, which is absolutely the most. I call it hate propaganda. It is nothing but propaganda now. And you can read the articles free. The ones that. Jam down my throat, whatever. So it's the article was Novavax is the best COVID vaccine out there.
1: You <laughs> called that? Tea, Can about you?
0: That. Yep, you didn't believe that. And and I was saying they they're gonna push off Novavax until they've gotten everyone into the gene therapy they possibly can. And then when they have all these non-compliant people because either they had COVID or they don't want an experimental vaccine, once they know that they've gotten everyone they can, they don't want to admit this high level of non-compliance. So if then they give you the Novavax or they say that COVID survivors are considered immunized, then they can say, oh, it's not 40 percent of her vaccinated. It's 60 percent who are considered vaccinated or fully immunized because then they can start including COVID survivors and the Novavax people. And it goes into the the Atlantic article was really a complete cover-up in my opinion because it says how the novavax thing is so much safer and so much um, less controversial and so much more efficacious now i'm not saying those things i would have to they use this technology this it's basically conventional but it's a little innovative they use it in the hepatitis vaccine they use it in the pertussis vaccine so if you have an experience with that you might want to like look into that but this is saying this is trying to say why didn't the Novavax one come out first when it's clearly better in every way? And why was all this hype behind the new technology? And he said, well, it's easy because the people with the new technology had better management, better industry partnerships, and more support by the government. I'm like, but why? Like, that's so stupid. Why would you, in the most emergency situation they have ever described to us, take the most, the, 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 technology that had never been approved before and put all of your time and energy into pushing that through when there was something much easier. You always take the path of least resistance if it's going to solve your emergency problem. So it just pointed out to me that the Novavax thing was being slow walks or whatever you would call it intentionally. It was really amazing. And then I have one more thing go for it. So, yesterday I mentioned that uh, I I mentioned that the HIPAA thing. I had a problem with my gym wanting to upload vaccination information. And in my effort to stall that process, and it looks like Because I had COVID, I should be able to just avoid that issue altogether, but I'm trying to like stall it. That they maybe had a HIPAA requirement if they were collecting medical data and could not secure it properly. So I'm very happy to read this from a listener. She wrote to me, I am a privacy officer. First, she said she loves the show, so she wasn't being critical. She said, I am a privacy officer at a hospital and wanted to share something that seems to keep getting confused about HIPAA regulations. They only apply to covered entities. Covered entities are health plans, clearinghouses and certain providers who transmit information electronically. All the other businesses would not be subject to HIPAA privacy laws. She, this is my friend, I don't want to, I'm going to call her Miss R. She, I don't want to reveal her identity, but she is a true healthcare hero because she actually got demoted at work for speaking out as a parent at a school board meeting about masks being a parental decision. So she could have used that Supreme Court Snapchat uh, ruling a little sooner if she wanted to push it, but I don't know how, I mean, obviously is not the same case, but she got uh, literally punished at work for saying something at a PTA, at a school board meeting as a parent.
1: Interesting. Is she saying that the HIPAA, it only it only applies to health plan? What if the company has given you, if you're on your company health plan and it applies to that health plan, then would you have to give your information? To your company,
0: she. I think what she's saying is you would. You do have to give the information to your company. It doesn't mean that they are not free from liability if you're injured for a requirement or anything like that. That she's not addressing that, but she's saying a health plan. So not your company, but maybe health plan your company pays for clearing houses. I guess that's. That I'm unclear on. And certain providers who transmit information electronically, healthcare providers. So the company itself, if they are storing your data, would not be subject to HIPAA. They may be subject to something else, but they're not subject to HIPAA.
1: That's interesting. It's, the timing of all this stuff is interesting. We had that story yesterday about the banking company and how they're going to require vaccines. And then we talked about HIPAA a little bit. I got a message from an anonymous source, somebody I know, in California, and he told me, and he didn't even hear the show, he just, he sent me this randomly, he told me that he got a survey from his company that he works for, and they want everybody to answer the survey, all the employees, to, you have to put your name on it, and, the questions on the survey were about whether or not you're vaccinated, and if not, why? Is it a religious reason? Is it a health reason? Or is it a personal choice? And he's not sure how to answer. He's not, and he's not sure how to answer. Wow. he's yeah, worried about get, losing his job.
0: I get confused also because... You don't know how to play it like you don't know what they're going to do. So if you I say that the gene therapy is against my religion because it is and I can point to the documentation for that. But Novavax isn't against my religion. My kids have been immunized 48 or vaccinated for 48 separate vaccinations. I have a chart for each of them. I mean, it's really nuts. I, I can't. It upsets me terribly. I hope that they escaped unscathed. I mean, so far, it appears they're unscathed, but. You just don't know, and uh, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to game that. I can't. I see, like my saying it's against my religion is going to come and bite me, because I I don't have that argument against the Novavax one. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I think this is part of the setup where somebody is going to lie. And they're going to just say yes. something and then there's going to end up being some outbreak and then maybe a uh, prosecutor. That question will become a legal question and maybe an ESG question. It's just yeah,
0: the union of the unwanted that I did recently. Dr. Judy was the was there and she you know was there for the first part and she did a lot of talking in the first part. And one of the things she said was. That could literally get us thrown off of Patreon, just saying her name. Uh, What she said was, lie about it. And Tim, our friend Tim, uh, Liberty Advisor, I think he is called, who we've interviewed, he, after she dropped off, he's like, I love her. I talk to her all the time. She's on my show. But I strongly disagree with that because if it appeared, his argument was, and I totally agree with this it appear if it appears that absolutely everybody is compliant, then there people won't feel they'll feel like they're alone, so like when I went to my bar class, I didn't want to just not wear the mask or, you know, say I was vaccinated or whatever. I wanted to see if there was anybody else in the class who still had a mask on because I wanted to stand in solidarity with that person, because now that means that you're an anti-vaxxer and not one person had a mask on.
1: That is a great point. That's a great. It's it's like the spiral of silence. Right. You remain silent because you think everybody else believes the opposite. But in reality, the majority likely shares the same belief as you. That's a fantastic point.
0: Yeah, he did make a good point. It's a good show. I think we're going to post it on the 5th of July because I'm traveling to see my mom um, and I'll be off like one or two days. But that's like the 4th of July holiday.
1: You mean the matriarch of our patron?
0: The matron saint.
1: Matron saint. The
0: only matron saint. So also, I have no shout out today because I solicited questions and shout outs. And I say, like, I'll I'll always answer every message, like, basically every day, maybe every other, you know, not more than two days. I was so overwhelmed. I can't even... I can't go through all the messages to find like the shout outs and the questions. I just got such an amazing response. So we are going to do a and a today. If you're a patron or you want to become a patron, you'll get to hear that tomorrow. But no shout out today because I was overwhelmed by the logistics of sifting through all of that. But we'll get back to the shout outs next week. Thank you for submitting them. And now on to the patron 15.
1: All right, you guys can find your Draft Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, go to propaganda report, excuse me, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join there or go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and check that out. We will talk to y'all next week or in the Patreon 15. We do have the shows be posting tomorrow. Fantastic interview dropping. Have a fantastic weekend.